0: Hey, it's Andrew. This month, we at Literary Arts have two incredible community events coming up that are both live and in person again, and we are thrilled. On Monday, April 25th, we'll host the Oregon Book Awards to celebrate Oregon's incredible contemporary writers. And on Thursday, April 28th, we'll host the All City Youth Poetry Slam, Verslandia, at the Arlene Schnitzer Concert Hall. For more information about both events, go to our website at literary-arts.org. And here at Literary Arts, we also rely on our community, people like you, for support. To help make this podcast and all our programming possible, give today at our website, literary-arts.org. Thank you.
1: Welcome to The Archive Project, I'm Amanda Bullock, Director of Public Programs at Literary Arts, in for Andrew Proctor. The Archive Project is a retrospective of some of the most engaging talks from the world's best writers for more than 35 years of literary arts in Portland. This week features the third episode of our partnership with Oregon Shakespeare Festival. We'll explore the work and legacy of August Wilson, centered on OSF's upcoming production of his one-man play, How I Learned, What I Learned. August Wilson was a Pulitzer Prize-winning American playwright. His work focuses on the joys and struggles of African-Americans in the 20th century. He is perhaps most well-known for the 10-play American Century Cycle. Each play in the cycle focuses on African-American life in Pittsburgh, his hometown, in a decade of the 20th century. The cycle includes Fences and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which have both been made into recent feature films. In this conversation, How I Learned, What I Learned is described as a prelude or coda to the American century cycle. The autobiographical one-man play is a portrait of the playwright as a young man, the story of his coming up in Pittsburgh and his time with a group of poets and artists in the Hill District neighborhood. Hearing how the play came to be is truly delightful, and the conversation overall is a wonderful introduction to one of the most important playwrights in the history of American theater, and one whose work remains incredibly relevant. We'll hear from OSF Artistic Director, Nataki Garrett, who leads a conversation with the director, Tim Bond, the One Man Plays star, Stephen Anthony Jones, and Costanza Romero, costume designer and creative consultant on the play, and August Wilson's wife from 1994 until his death in 2005. It is a real privilege to listen in on the conversation between four people who are not only so deeply engaged with Wilson's work and legacy, but who actually knew him and share sweet and funny stories. Let's join Nataki.
2: Let me go ahead and introduce Tim Bond, uh, Stephen Anthony Jones, and Costanza Romero. Tim, will you tell us a little bit about yourself?
0: Thank you, Nataki. Sure. Uh, Well, I'm uh, guest directing this project. Um, I have a long history with Oregon Shakespeare Festival uh, uh, as an associate artistic director there uh, when I directed 12 Pieces. Uh, over an, 11 seasons um, at Oregon Shakespeare Festival and uh, have been an artistic director of uh, three different theaters uh, over about a 40-year span, uh, directed probably 60, 70 pieces nationally and internationally, um, and uh, have done seven of the 10 August Wilson uh, plays in the uh, American Century Cycle, and I'm uh, thrilled to be working on how I learned what I learned
2: that's beautiful. Uh, Stephen, would you like to speak a little bit about who you are as an actor, performer, director?
3: Um, well, I have uh, been in the business now for about 46 or 47 years. And uh, my mentor was uh, Douglas Turner Ward. I was in the original cast of uh, Soldiers Play and also the original cast of Zoom Man and the Sign and uh, we toured uh, nationally and internationally i have worked all over the country i spent uh, over 20 years at the american conservatory theater as a company member in san francisco um i i i cannot tell you how many plays i've done cuz i don't remember <laughs> um, <laughs> i have done uh including how i learned what i learned six of the 11 plays that August Wilson wrote. And um, I have worked uh, throughout the the, the canon. Uh, I have been the artistic director of the Lorraine Hansberry Theater uh, here in the Bay Area. And I, I, I can, I, well, I guess I should say, I absolutely love the theater. Um, I love the exchange between uh, audience and and performer. I love the rehearsal process. I love collaborating with other artists. And uh, I really, really believe that it is true that there are no people like show people.
2: (laughs) I agree with you 100%. Mr. Jones, Constanza, <laughs> Constanza, would you like to tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're doing and um, and your work as a freelance designer and dramaturg? Thank you,
4: Nataki. Uh, yeah, um, well, i met August in 1987 and uh, I was selected <clears throat> at Yale to be the costume designer for the premiere production of The Piano Lesson. And that was the beginning of you know, all of the collaboration and the, um, you know, seeing how the plays were made, uh, experience, um, you know, I, I find that my perspective having, you know, lived alongside August, um, may I also add that, uh, we moved to Seattle in, uh, 1991 and, uh, got married, in 1994, and uh, so um, I've just been very, very close to the work of August Wilson since the uh, from from that beginning point, and uh, uh, just a, an incredible um, pleasure and an, uh, just a point of pride for me is is to have been able to, you know, be one of the first people to read his scripts and to watch it all come together, to go to sleep at night and wake up the next morning with a brand new monologue mm. that appeared out of nowhere. Mm. Um, so I designed many of the the shows that uh, for August. Um, and I also have designed a lot of shows at Oregon Shakespeare alongside Tim Bond and, and Libby Apple and other directors. Um, so being at OSF is, you know, some somehow like being back home for me. Um, and I've done uh the shows on Broadway, um, have gotten to know the the world of theater through those, through that lens. And um I agree with Stephen. There is no place like the stage, you know, with the, the collaboration and the and the ideas that that's you know just arise from one moment to the other, and you know that the coming together making such a beautiful, collaborative uh, endeavor that is mu- is worth much more than the parts. And I've also been taking care of the estate. Um, i am the now the executive director of the august wilson legacy l l c The estate became an l l c and uh i've been ushering uh many productions of august plays you know both here in this country and uh now in the u k in australia mm-hmm. south africa so um the the legacy just grows and grows. And uh, I couldn't be more fortunate than to, to watch um, August's work flourish in this way.
2: That's, that's really lovely. Um, let, me, let me ask a question to, uh, to Stephen. Um, you approached me with the possibility of doing <coughs> August Wilson's How I Learned What I Learned. Stephen, do you wanna to speak to why, why you approached me and, and why this play?
3: I I want to say that I I believe that August is the very best playwright, uh, American playwright of the 20th century. Uh, I I don't think that he has a peer. Yes, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah. And, and, And how I learned what I learned is such an incredible piece of theater. It is such... Uh, a wonderful uh evening for audience and uh it, it, it's a privilege to to do it i had done it once and i have to say uh that i only scratched the surface and when i saw that you had taken over uh in in oregon um i first of all wanted to meet you i wanted to let you know that i wanted to support you and Looked forward to, to working with you, and I just thought how I learned what I learned was a perfect piece uh, for this organization for you, um, and I, I could do this play forever. I, I I I would I never I will never tire of of, of playing. Uh, I, I I don't even want to say that I'm playing August Wilson. I am uh, I am bringing to life uh, the words uh, that August put on the page in how I learned what I learned, and it is a, a privilege, and it it is so exciting uh, because it 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 allows me as an artist as an actor to to play with my audience, uh, and to connect with my audience. And I I don't feel, I feel like it's a dialogue, even though they don't say anything. (laughs) 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 Although sometimes they do. Mm -hmm. Uh, but (laughs) But for the most part, it's me talking for 105 minutes or whatever. But uh, it is just so exciting and so enjoyable and such a pleasure to do. Uh, And every single uh, performance is a different experience because it's a different audience.
2: Yeah, you have the final character arriving every single night to bounce your ideas and your evolution off of. I love that. Mm -hmm. Tim, do you want to speak to what the play is? Do you want to tell us about... How I learned what I learned and what it is, and what its impact is.
0: Well, it 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 just continues to surprise me every time. You know, I get in there with Stephen and we're working on it, and and uh, and I feel these words come to life, and I hear the stories. I mean, it's a memoir in a sense um, of August Wilson when he was in his twenties and and left his mother's house and and began to find his voice as a poet. And uh, and a, and a writer and becoming, uh, you know, a young a young man, a young black man in America, and uh, a black artist, and what those uh, what the adversity was that he faced, and the um, lessons that he learned from the experiences he had. It's just so much fun to. It's funny. It's um, it's poignant. It has philosophy. It has deep insights into his uh, ideas of romance, of uh, betrayal, of honor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a one person show that brings many characters onto stage that are the people who influenced them. And the thing I've learned the most, it's it, the description of the play is, you know, that it takes place in a crucible um, in which many a, a work of art has been fired. Um, that crucible is uh, Pittsburgh and specifically the Hill district. Um, but it's the interactions he had with the people of Pittsburgh and the poets that he got to know in the Hill district. Um, he, he began to hang out with a group of poets when he was in his twenties. And that's where he developed his poetic uh, form and, and voice and, you begin to see the birthing of all of the characters in his plays, and you begin to see how he carried himself uh, as a as a, a writer and as a, a Black man in America in a way that is incredibly powerful in this moment in American history when we are again, or finally, uh, or beginning to scratched the surface of dealing with the racial disease in this country and uh, that he approaches it in such a spiritual and artistic and personal and vulnerable way um Mm -hmm. is astonishing and so it's a gift it's a gift to know from a writer of august stature and yes he is uh, the best writer of the 20th century in my opinion uh he has unfolded something about the american psyche and about american history and about our relations to each other as human beings that when you see him talking about himself as a young man you can begin to understand how he's infused these characters with his life experience So that's that's my experience at the play, and I love it. It's fun, and having Stephen is great.
3: One of the things that amazes me about how I learned what I learned is how much it speaks to the moment that we are living in now in America. It is as though August had a crystal ball and was able to see into the future. It it it, it, as is always the case uh, with 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 great art, the the specificity with which he uh, wrote this, and the way that he reveals so much about himself speaks to the biggest picture, the broadest notion of life in America, of race, of, of what it is to be a Black person living in this society and attempting to go forward in, in life. It, it amazes me. It amazes me. and. Every time I go through it, I discover something uh, new that that speaks to the moment. That absolutely speaks to the moment that we live in now, and and that just, it. it I mean, it's just another uh, hallmark of of great writing. It, it's fantastic. It, it it's uh, it, it's so so relevant,
4: yeah. right
3: to, to right now.
4: What's interesting
2: about it is that it's not a it's not an early play it's a it's a play written by um uh, an established playwright about his early life and I'm curious uh Constanza, if you could speak to a little bit about what inspired the the need to write this play at the time that it was written
4: yes um well august was uh, uh there was this Oh gosh, the solo performer. Spalding yes, Gray, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We went to see him, and uh, August afterwards said, "I could do that," you know. <laughs> <laughs> and he happened to mention that he had a one-man show in him. Some, you know, to the artistic director Sharon Ott here at the Seattle Rep, and he uh, he woke up one morning and he said. Yeah, I'm really excited to write this. You know, I'm going to be doing stand-up. And I'm saying, (laughs) stand-up? August Wilson doing (laughs) stand-up? You know, first of all, August was not the kind of person to, uh, you know, he could have been an amazing actor, let me just say this, because he could read, he could perform any parts of his plays uh by you know it, and he had the 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 script in his memory etched in his memory but he was just not a person that liked schedule you know if he had to be somewhere at three he'd start to complain about it at 8 a.m <laughs> 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 so so i was like you know actors are disciplined even comedians are d- disciplined. Um, <laughs> So he said, well, the one thing I know is it's not going to be autobiographical. You know, so he started, you know, thinking about all of these stories and, and things and and uh you know, time go along, time go long. And uh then he woke up one one other morning and said, the only thing I know is that it has to be autobiographical. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, he loved telling the stories of him being a young man in Pittsburgh. I think of this piece as a portrait of a young man, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and, you know, all of these different sort of connecting the dots to society and to um, him as an older artist. You know, he was an excellent storyteller. And uh, he uh, befriended and began to work with a gentleman by the name of uh, Todd Priedler, who functioned as his artistic assistant and uh, you know, the person that wrote everything down as August was saying it. So that kind of storytelling um, uh, vibe got down on paper, finally. Mm-hmm. Which was really amazing, and uh, that was the genesis of how I learned what I learned. He he worked on that uh, at Seattle Rep with Todd, and um, <laughs> he was he would go to rehearsal, and he he would say, "You mean I get to just sit here and tell stories? This is great." Todd <laughs> 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 told him, "No, no, we, we're actually rehearsing." <laughs> you know, we're we're going to start to build a show, and he said, "Oh, you mean I can't just go up there and tell you know one story after the next?" And said, so, "You know," and Todd said, "No, we have to build, you know, like one story upon the other." And uh, there were a couple of stories about uh, things that happened to him that were, you know, just uh, stories of incredible in- uh, injustice. Uh, Stories that really irked his whole sense of being a black man in America. That you know, rose to the top, and um, uh, he just couldn't talk, stop talking about a certain story that um, you know became part of the the play. And uh, finally, Todd sort of bribed him. He said, "Okay, if you start rehearsing and we start building." and you stop talking about that story because he couldn't stop talking about it. Mm. We'll put it in the play. And he said, really, I can talk about that? And, you know, he said, you know, Todd said, yes, you can include that story. That's so, you know, that you, it was like, just hit the bee in his bonnet. He just could not stop talking about it. And uh, so uh, Bargain was struck. And uh and they uh and August proceeded to abide by the rules that, that, you know, you were building a show. And uh by the time he performed the the piece, how I you know, how I learned what I learned at the Seattle rep, I went to a dress rehearsal and um I saw it and I just I was in tears. And afterwards I just went up to him and I said, I can't believe you did it. And, you know, I also said, you are the most courageous man I have ever known in my entire life to be able to put all that on paper, to um, to open yourself up mm-hmm. and to tell us what shaped you as an artist, to tell us what shaped you as a man. And, you know, all of these stories are sometimes about triumphs, but sometimes also about times that he was very vulnerable and, and th- that he had to learn a very um, difficult lesson. So for that, I just really think that he is the most courageous man I have ever known.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think about this play in terms of uh, the difference between poetry and prose and this idea that sometimes in poetry you can you can speak about your lived experiences but because you're shrouding it in image, you don't, actually it's, it's not as um, tangible. People have to distill it in order to really get to it. But this, this play is definitely prose, which means it's, you know, it's, it's, it's relevatory. And when you're, when you're going back through relevatory moments that shaped you, um, well, uh, the, the majority of those moments are, of those shaping moments are, are um, traumatic. You know, it's it's hard, it's also part of how you evolve. I'm curious because I know this is not the first time you've seen this particular piece performed. Um, Mr. Wilson performed it, but then I'm I'm sure you've seen other other performances. And I'm curious about how does it change for you each time you see uh somebody embody this work, Constanza?
4: Oh, Nataki, it's just amazing. I, you know, Stephen, you were saying, um you know, you don't know whether you're, you're performing the writer or August Wilson, I will argue that it, you know, August left us this as a gift to all of us. And I think especially to any actor that embodies this role, because I think of it as the writer. Uh, A writer who goes through an incredible journey to be, to get to the top of his craft, um, but that journey is not for the faint of heart. So, really? you know, each actor that has, um, uh, encompassed or taken on this character, they bring what they bring to it. You know, I've seen a character, uh, I mean, excuse me, an actor, um, that was very limber and, you know, tall, uh, and nothing with the same stature as August. And, you know, uh, he, he told the stories in his own way, you know, in a very much more physical way. And it worked. I've seen, uh, an actor who, uh, is, is much more, um, you know, vocal in his, uh, portrayal and that works. Uh, I've been watching Steven, you know, create an incredible character and, uh, he, you know, bringing all the years of, uh, of experience and time on the theater, you know, it, it is an absolute joy because, you know, he, he brings it off. <laughs> <laughs> He's just uh, a professional. He's, he, you know, you think about every single word you say, Stephen, and uh, you, um, you you care so much. And your sensibilities are so correct. I've I've seen Stephen just kind of say, "Oh, okay, let me do it this way," and his instincts are right on the money. I I just really feel that what August gave us is is a way for this this these stories, these lessons, to to be interpreted in so many different ways. And and Stephen Anthony Jones has been doing brilliantly. Um, I I can't I can't sing your praises enough.
3: Oh uh, well, well, uh, Constanza, it, it, it is. It is. I think uh, when 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 you have an opportunity to to uh, live in a work like this, because that that is what what uh, that is what I try to do. I try to enter the play and live inside it and allow the audience to observe me as I am. Following the path, as I understand it, that August has 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 laid, um, every single word is important, and that is is one of the, also one of the hallmarks of great writing. There is no word that can uh, not be considered carefully, and every every word, that form, you know, that goes toward forming the sentences that express the ideas, that express the emotion, um, and and the complexity of it uh, is, I, I think, is never ending. Um, I, I'm I I will I will understand more on July 30th that I that than I understand now, but I will I won't understand it all. There will still be so much more that I could understand, and I have to understand it to express it. Yeah, I have to understand it.
2: Do you believe that some of that understanding is intrinsic? It's not necessarily, not always intellectual, but there's a kind of deeper understanding that your
3: guts get. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, there, yeah. and 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 particularly uh, with with uh, August Wilson's writing, there is so much that he has, has, has put into these characters in all of the plays. Uh, but particularly in this play, because it is uh, autobiographical, um, there is so much that I come to understand once I have the, the play inside me. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, reading it is, is an experience, but having it inside me, um, it, it goes beyond the intellectual. Yeah, goes far it's far beyond that.
2: It's the full embodiment, it's the, mm-hmm. it's the human spirit connecting to the spirit of the story, which is, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of metaphysical space of, of what we do. Tim, um, you spent time with uh, August Wilson during your time as Associate Artistic Director here. How do you think that time shaped your work? Um, and how do you think that time shaped his work?
0: Oh well Nataki, it was such a privilege to spend time with August whenever I got to. And um and I I mourn every day I don't get to spend more time with him on this planet. Um and so doing these plays is is such a joy uh for me. And when in my years at Oregon Shakespeare Festival when when August and Constanza would come uh, sometimes when Constanza and I were working on shows or they were just coming through Ashland or, you know, sometimes I wouldn't even know he was coming. And I would just hear my voice uh, shouted across the bricks uh, out there near the theaters, uh, Tim Bond, you got a minute, you know, I turn around and it's August and I got that, familiar chill down my spine like oh the ancestor is here (laughs) um and uh i would go over and and he would you know uh, i was privileged uh, a number of times with him telling me the whole plot story monologues and uh uh everything of the next play he was writing so i got to hear uh gem of the ocean uh before it was fully uh had even been performed, um, and uh, when I read it finally and then saw it, he had told me verbatim monologues that there were like like Constance was saying they would just pour out of him, but they poured out of him like something he had witnessed or that he had experienced himself, and that and and it would transport me back to 1904 uh, for *Gem of the Ocean* or to uh, 1980 something when he's talking about you know uh king hedley the second or um and and then suddenly after an hour or however long that conversation had happened where he was just mesmerizing me and taking me on a journey i'd suddenly he'd say so it's called gem of the ocean Mm -hmm. (laughs) what do you think And, and then i would kind of look around and realize, oh, I'm standing in Oregon uh, on the bricks. <laughs> and August Wilson just took me through his next play and took me on this journey. And um, to hear it in his voice, to hear his rhythms, to hear uh, his emphasis, to hear uh, the emotion and the, and the clarity of what he was saying was um, just remains in my ear and remains in my heart and in my soul and so it, they profoundly affect uh those moments with him profoundly affect my approach to these plays um i i i don't know how much you know our interactions had any effect on him but he would knock things around with me and and say I'm, i remember him saying why do you think people like Jitney so much <laughs> People keep coming up to me and they say, you know, oh, I like your But boy, that Jitney, I really love that. Why is that? You know, what what is that about? You know, or when he came to see uh, uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf that I directed and, and uh, that uh, Constanza uh, did the costumes with me on and and he was sitting there during the first act and he was leaning in and listening very carefully. And then it, second act, he's leaning even further. And then in the third act, he's on the edge of his seat the whole time listening and just listening and, and hearing what he was responding to. And, and then when it's over, you know, he was on his feet and 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 really enjoyed the show, I think. And then he turned to me and he said, so how do you, do that with only four people on stage <laughs> how do you hold people for 3 hours with four people on stage and he would always ask a question mm-hmm. it was always a question he would ask that he was always searching to try to understand structure and understand meaning and so um you know that's very much my process as a director is to ask questions right. um and this play you know uh is 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 not the answer to those questions, but it poses deeper questions about how we learn. Do we learn what we think we learn? <laughs> when do we know if we learned it? Um and uh and so uh You know you don't know anything <laughs> until you know you know it. <laughs> That's right. There's the line. There's the line right there. That's right. But yeah, it was just great to be, to, to, to spend that time with him. And, and, uh, and I remember when he read, uh, he came and he, when he came to see the piano lesson, the production I had directed, uh, at Oregon Shakespeare festival, he then gave a, a lecture at, uh, at Carpenter hall. Um, and he, uh, and he was you know talking about our production and, and, and all that. And then he said, I'm working on something, uh, Right now, I wonder if you don't mind if I share a little bit with you. And he reached into his jacket and, and pulled out a page. And, and he started reading. And it was how I learned what I learned. Um, so, uh, And he had told me he was working on this one-person show. And he said, yeah, you know, Spaulding great he did it but i think i can do something <laughs> i remember him talking about that and uh so i got to hear gem of the ocean i got to hear him talk about radio golf um actually he told me about radio golf right after he gave that lecture he was or i think it was around then or maybe the next time it's all kind of a blur now but i remember hearing about the last three plays he wrote and a little bit about how i learned and um what a privilege! What a privilege!
2: That's, that's amazing. So this is—you've mentioned some of the ten-play American Century cycle that August Wilson wrote, and he, you know, he over ten plays, he spoke about the Black experience, in particular in Pittsburgh, but it's uh, prolific in its universality in terms of every every decade and in a century. Uh, speaking about the American experience and what it means to uh, be a citizen of this country. Um, Any insights as to why, uh, how I learned what I learned is not in the story cycle, in the American century cycle?
4: Well, August, uh, you know, wrote one play for each of the decades of the 20th century. And he sort of made this be a play that is a coda or an introduction for the whole, um, ten, you know, ten-play American Century cycle. So, if you if you see uh, if you come to see how I learned what I learned, you will see the Genesis and the kernels and the seeds of some of his characters, and mm-hmm. you will also understand some of the the pathways. You know, like the this this was sort of like a map, like a treasure map, and yes. within um, how I learned what I learned, you will see, you know, oh, that's how this character became this character. Oh, the, you know, all of these characters in August plays come from this one person that August met in the Hill District. So, so really, um, it is part of the American century cycle. Uh, it's just not set in one of those decades.
3: Uh, also, better. the truths that exist in how I learned what I learned are present in all of the plays, uh, and and I want to say this, but I don't want us to to veer off into and, and the the moment that it addresses. But <laughs> I know what it, you're going to say. Just a, a tr- <laughs> Well, well, I mean, it is. You can say the wrong. You cannot say the wrong thing to the wrong person at the wrong time. Wrong time. You cannot say the wrong thing to the wrong person. Several snaps in the wrong time. Yes. Yes. And 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 and. (laughs) August says he says he 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 says even though I saw that guy get killed, uh, he did I learn that? Did I did I learn to keep my mouth shut? I could go out here right now tonight and y'all will be talking about, you hear what happened to August? He should have kept his damn mouth shut. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> oh. I love the
2: code. I love the codes, <laughs> Mr. Jones. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it's so true. I, I almost called you, Stephen. I almost called you <laughs> right after right after that went down uh, oh, on the Academy I, I, Awards I, I... and said, "Oh my lord!" Like August, there you go again. Like I, you, you called it. You. Called I'm sitting
3: it. there talking to the TV. I was sitting there talking to the. To the t- <laughs> you cannot say.
2: Yes, Ooh. I and one hundred percent. It's uh, uh, clearly. Uh, the lessons within within uh black and brown communities are were 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 clarified right in that moment. Mm-hmm. um if you mm-hmm. needed to know something about us as in we, that was a moment where were we would all understand
3: mm-hmm. um, it's interesting. Know, also also uh-huh. uh, but but August writes about black men, mm-hmm. and the wonderful thing is that he wrote he wrote about us in every decade. In, in in the 20th century. And he expressed, he expressed the entirety of the experience of being black and male. And and he has given us such incredible insight. Um and as a black man, I, I feel like every time I see uh an August Wilson work or I read it, I'm honored. I'm absolutely honored because um he expresses poetically, emotionally, intellectually, spiritually, um, and and every aspect from young to old, and and the stories uh, that we're uh, that we live in. Uh, I mean, it, it's just incredible. I, I'm I'm usually more articulate than this, but I don't have the words fully to express it. You know goes back to that intrinsic
2: understanding, you know, mm-hmm. the, there's, there are hard lessons to learn. Um, humanity is deeply complex. Black male humanity is deeply complex. Black male humanity in this country is deeply complex.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. The so, original Black Lives Matter. It's just the original. He's just basically saying our lives have worth. Mm-hmm. Our lives have worth, mm-hmm. and even though this country has not given us that worth in the way it has treated us, or those opportunities, and continues to have the big lie, and continues to live with the sin of slavery, and has not been addressed, we have worth, and our and every aspect of our lives have worth, um, and and that is what I find so profound about it. Uh, And Stephen and I have talked a lot about that and Constanza and I about about how in each of these things he's talking about Mm -hmm. self-respect, self-determination, self-actualization. Because if you're looking for it to come from the system or if you're looking for it to come from white people or you're looking for it to come from anything in the way we're we've been treated historically and even to this day in America, you're going to be very unhappy You have to find that in yourselves. And we find it by love of our culture, of what we have been through and understanding where we've come from. And when we understand that, we have the ability to go forward together. So he's created a very important path for us in understanding uh, ourselves as Black Americans.
2: And Uh, perhaps that's why how I learned what I learned uh, feels both personal and universal at the same time um and it feels um uh, like it it spans generations like you like like when you're at home with your family and it's you know everybody from the you know the latest grandbaby all the way up to you know great granny and and everybody in between and the place feel like that collection of human experiences are happening every single time i'm i'm uh, curious um about the lessons that you carry you know that you carry as artists as you Carry this play uh, to fruition, this one in particular, because um it is both autobiographical and it is also um you know, there's a sort of separation a little bit so that the f- fictional version of the writer can emerge. What are the lessons that you carry, Tim, as you direct this play? Constanza, as you as you give yourself uh, both artistically and also dramaturgically, and Stephen. As you uh embody what are the what are the deep lessons that you carry and and as you said stephen you learn something every day so
0: yeah well there's oh gosh, there's so many of them, but you know one i have just been thinking about uh lately is a story that actually ends up in the mouth of the character of West in uh two trains running um that is one of the pieces he he talks about in uh how I learn what i learn um uh that uh, uh, apparently he heard from, uh, an older gentleman. He, uh, met in Pittsburgh, uh, in the Hill district, um, when he, hit, just a few years after he had moved away from, uh, Pittsburgh. Um, and it's the whole lesson about, you know, uh, the guy says to him, you know, you gotta, you gotta, um, uh, d- don't go around, uh, carrying a 10 gallon bucket, you know, I've gallon watching, bucket. yeah, I've been watching you carrying that 10 gallon bucket. Um, and he said, you know, uh, uh, get you a little cup, you know, <laughs> and then and then you won't be so disappointed. And somebody
3: put a little bit in it. Then you'll have something.
0: Yeah, then you have something. Right? You
3: have something. something. Somebody right. put a little bit in a 10 gallon bucket. It just rattles around.
0: <laughs> That's right. You might and so I, even know in there. <laughs> <laughs> and August says, well, I've been working on that. You know, I've been working on that and I got it. I got to cut down to a gallon. But, but it's never going to get cut down to that little cup. Yeah, and you know why? Because I deserve more. I deserve more. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that That's is right. a lesson like about self-respect and about, um, about self-determination and about, uh, not letting society, not letting other people continue to try to tell you, you're you're only worth this little bit and that, that should be enough for you. He's like, No. No, that's not going to be enough. Okay, I won't go for the ten gallons, but I got to cut down to a gallon. But I'm not taking that little cup. I'm not taking. <laughs> that I, love that. Cup. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I love
4: that. That's a good lesson, Tim. Mm-hmm. I love that.
0: hmm hmm
3: I I love the 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 question. Uh, how do you know what you know? You don't. You don't. And and and. Uh, the the uh, t- towards the end of that speech uh, you can take all your truths all your empirical truths but don't try to put them in a hierarchy don't try to measure one against the other mm. uh and and it is true what happens when you start measuring you measure wrong you yeah. measure mm-hmm. wrong you know um it, it there is it, there is so much about that that is so true, and 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 as we go through life, uh, you kind of have to keep reminding yourself. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of have to keep reminding yourself. The the, I, I I love saying that. How do you know what you know? Yeah, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Love it. You know, I think about that. I think about it. I I, it'll be it'll come to me in my sleep. And and the truth of that is 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 so powerful. And so so it's so simple. Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. so so it has such simplicity, but it is it's an amazing truth, I think.
2: You know what you know.
4: Yeah, Mm -hmm. well. I, I would love to chime in here because, um it always just floors me whenever I encounter this work, and you know, I've been sitting at rehearsal with Stephen and with Tim and everybody else. It's just been absolutely a privilege and a joy uh, to hear August's words spoken and to for me it's it's to be in his presence you know to to have him here with me um and of course i'm generous not everybody else too but <laughs> <laughs> um for me is the the lesson of him following the path furnished with art and uh he believed in himself august believed in himself long before anybody else could, you know, uh, give him an applause or pay him for a poem or any of this. He, uh, he had an expression that said, believe in yourself, have a belief in yourself much bigger than anybody else's disbelief. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he had to tell his mother who had other aspirations for him other hopes other dreams you know he had to tell his mother I'm going to become a poet and you know (laughs) a a mother in the you know in the 1960s does not want to hear this you know Daisy Wilson knew that August Wilson could have been a, a, a lawyer a doctor a you know, um, general in the army, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, He had the capability, the smarts, the wherewithals to have succeeded in many different things. But he said, I'm going to become an artist and I'm going to become a poet. Um, And he left his mother's house, you know, when he was 20 and he started to forge his path to becoming an artist. And, you know, he met other uh, poets in the hill district uh the Wiley Avenue poets and the people at the hill district art society um, and uh, his there 's a scene in the in the play where you know he will go to battle to get his poetry back you know because these these pieces of paper are so important to him they are worth more than gold.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And uh, that, to me, you know, I saw that in August his whole life. He was an artist first, before anything else. He, he saw the world through his poetic eyes, through, you know, he fought. Even in his success, he fought to get his words on the paper. Because he, you know, it's not a path um, that is easy by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, and, you know, I was right there with him through all these battles. So I, um, uh, you know, how I learned what I learned, you know, how I fought for what I, what I believed is, is also, a, another title for me. Um, and it's, 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 uh, getting again to that, um, concept of him being such a courageous man. Thank
2: you all so very much for this beautiful, insightful, and compelling conversation about this work, How I Learned What I Learned, but also about your individual artistry and the impact um, that you're looking to make on the world through this particular piece. So I, uh, I appreciate the time. I appreciate your voices. I appreciate the energy. And uh, I look forward to seeing you on the boards.
4: Thank you, Nataki. Thank yes, you, everybody. Thank you,
3: thank you all. Thank you, Nataki, thank you, Constanza, thank you, Tim, thank you, August.
0: Yes, thank you, August.
1: That's Nataki Garrett from Oregon Shakespeare Festival in conversation with Tim Bond, Stephen Anthony Jones, and Constanza Romero, discussing their upcoming production of August Wilson's How I Learned, What I Learned. Thank you to Oregon Shakespeare Festival, especially Nataki Garrett, Kyle Hall, Josh Horvath, Liz Lanier, and Danya Washington. This has been Literary Arts, The Archive Project. It's a retrospective of some of the most engaging talks from the world's best writers for more than 35 years of literary arts in Portland. The Archive Project is produced in collaboration with Oregon Public Broadcasting. To hear more, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Our executive producer is Andrew Proctor. The show is produced by Crystal Ligori and Donald Orr for Radio and Podcast, with oversight by Amanda Bullock and support from Liz Olofsson. Special thanks to literary arts marketing staff, Jyoti Roy and Hope Levy, and the entire literary arts staff, board, and community. This show would not be possible without them. Thanks also to the band Emancipator for our theme music, and thanks to all of you for listening. I'm Amanda Bullock, and this has been another episode of The Archive Project from Literary Arts. Join us next time and find your story here.